know something? I might be a little bit of a masochist when it comes to this sort of thing. So I didn't think I'd be doing this again, yet here we are. So yes, hello again, everybody. We are doing this again. This is another episode of Hot Takes and Protein Shakes. And today we are going to re-examine more of the wild and nutty and very real and sadly true testimonials of the fat acceptance slash body positivity community on TikTok. Now for a little preface, I myself used to be a former fatty, fat kid, got back into shape, used to, uh, I've lost like 30 pounds since March, so yay me. Yeah, and unfortunately, this movement continues to exist. Just when you think like, you know, the world hasn't gone crazy enough. It's like we just keep going down that rabbit hole. Like we can't, we just gotta push that goalpost even further for when, you know, when will we as a species finally just get our together so i don't know maybe this is the turning point maybe this is like the last straw who knows um but i have half hope i guess <laughs> i don't know the last couple of years have been pretty nutty for all of us so fair to say that if you don't believe in humanity i'm not gonna fault you on that so now before we begin let me man bun up and boom Get those little flares out. Alrighty. Also, before we begin, I uh, would like to address some Q&As. Some, some of you were very kind enough to actually leave me some, well, a lot of positive feedback on the last video. And also, uh, a few of you left a few questions, so I'll be happy to answer a few of them. Um, let me see here. So, Qbat Mobile uh, commented, Great video made. I agree with most of your points, but if you don't mind, what's your problem with dairy? So I wouldn't necessarily have a problem with dairy. It's more like the frequency and consumption of it because we're all growing up, always drink a glass of milk, strong bones, blah, blah, blah. But it wasn't until much later until we realized that humans were the only animals on earth that drink milk past infancy. That and the amount of sugar and unnecessary fat that's in dairy that we don't necessarily need that is not to say i'm not completely against dairy because dude i f love ice cream <laughs> you have no idea dude i save that i savor it for my cheat days oh my god i love love, love 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 because if i had it every day it would just it would just take away the magic just like the the, the sensation of it so when i save it for my cheat I'm like, oh, this just this is just makes it all the more worth it. Oh, so, and plus I'm Italian, so the fact that I I am purposely cutting myself out of all this cheese and pasta and all this goodness. Yeah, I mean, if I if I could have dairy every day and not feel the ramifications of it, I would. You're damn right, I would eat it all the time. Unfortunately, that doesn't. Uh, that's just not how reality works, unfortunately. But dude, oh, like, dude, cheese? Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I know, don't necessarily have a problem with dairy. It's just uh, we were fed a lot of misinformation surrounding uh, that category. And um, unfortunately, it kind of was a detriment to a lot of us. Now, that is not to say I don't drink milk. I, I regularly drink almond milk so it's kind of like being vegan without the smugness 
<laughs> it's like it's like if you drink almond milk and you don't brag about it, it's like it's like being vegan without somebody not telling you to kill yourself. So anyway, so that's where I stand on dairy. So I don't have anything against it. It's just fitting in, you know, being smart of where you consume it. Let me see here. Also, uh, I have another commenter. Let me see here. All right, th I like this one. Krusty Jim Sock spews milk toast opinions punctuated by early 2000 attempts at comedy. Thank you. That I've never been called a, a Jim Sock before. That that that's a new one. Usually I get stuff like you know, uh, Silverback, uh, Knuckle Dragger, or Void Rager. Uh, Jim Sock. I do like that. It's like you know, it makes me feel cute. Oh, and early and uh, early 2000. Early 2000 attempts at comedy. The early 2000s were a fantastic era of comedy. I mean, that's where uh, we had um, great comics like Dane Cook, Dave Chappelle, Bill Burr, Patrice O'Neill. That was like that big wave of unbelievable legendary comics. So being compared to them, I mean, well, whew, I mean, how, how do you take a compliment like that? Whew. So thank you for that, uh, Joe Bobbert. So much appreciated. Anyway, if you have any questions for me or any comments, feel free to uh, punch them in down there in the comment section. Also, if you want for more content on me, you can follow me on TikTok at Tony Tell Jokes and Instagram at Tony Tell Joke. So from there, you'll be able to get extra content and if I'm gonna be performing at a venue near you. So without further ado, let's get into this. Hey, non-fat people. Hi. Have you ever considered what it would be like traveling in an airplane as a fat person? Yeah, I mean, I have been there and it is wildly unpleasant. Thankfully, I don't have to deal with that anymore. If you haven't, think about it now. I already did, so proceed. Do you think fat people like traveling by air? I mean, it's pretty convenient with modern technology and as we all know, flying is the most safest way to travel. Um, so I think everybody enjoys being able to fly unless you got a terrible fear of flying, in which case that sucks to be you. But I think everybody enjoys the ability to fly, the convenience and privilege of flight. Do you think we like cramming ourselves into these tiny seats that many non-fat people find constraining. Well, if you're, well, if you're in coach. <laughs> oh, oh, shout out to all my poor people out there. <laughs> no, that, I mean that, yeah, if you're, if you're, dude, if you don't like flying in coach, then make more money. <laughs> Buy yourself, treat yourself to first class for once where it's big enough for an actual human being. But yeah, when you fly in coach, they, yeah, they pack you in there like a bunch of sardines. So yeah, it can be, well, especially, it can be very unpleasant, especially if you're in the middle seat. Oh, that I dread the middle seat. Whenever I get see my ticket, I pray to God it's not B or E, A, B, C, D, E. Yes. Yeah, I, like, I'm just like, window or aisle, window or aisle, window or aisle. Because if I get that middle seat... Dude, I'm 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 gonna be like you know like a friggin' mummy, you know, just have my hands on my shoulders, cause you know I have broad shoulders, so I guess like you know there is a downside to being a gym rat is that when you get toned, um, your frame I have a large frame, so yeah, I mean I'm, it's like I'm tucking my elbow, I'm like in a horse stance, 
for three and a half hours. So yeah, it can be a little unpleasant, especially if you're in the middle seat. Outside of that, if you're in the window, uh, yeah, that the window is the most ideal seat because from there you can just rest your head on the on the wall and just fall asleep. And if you're in, you know, if you're on the aisle, then yeah, you can still like you know have a little breathing room from one side of your body. But if you're in the middle, oh, you just want to hope to God you fall asleep because you'd rather not deal with that awkwardness of, you know, some, of somebody having to cross over you or you having to cross over somebody else. And then you have to do that weird, you know, free fall back into your seat. So, yeah, like there are a lot of unpleasantness into flying, regardless of what your body size is. I think I know where this is going, but let's see what he has to say. Do you think we enjoy asking someone for the seatbelt extender because... What? Like, how big you got... Dude, what? Dude, how big do you got to be to the point where you have to ask for a seatbelt extender? Dude, like, those seat... I'm... What? Dude. Uh, like, the, I'm, I'm just imagining myself in the plane and, like, you know... Like, that seatbelt is pretty is pretty loose i mean like you know I, I don't know what your waist size is but if you need a seatbelt if you need a seatbelt extender god damn what are you doing i mean you'd think that'd be like you know a red flag or like you know some sort of like a beacon or some sort of like you know light like god telling you dude uh cut back on the cookies Ugh. like if you get asked for it more than once then it sucks to be you all right <laughs> it's like if you got asked for a seatbelt extender more than once, then what are you doing? <laughs> Put down the cream puffs and pick up some broccoli. <sighs> so, no, I don't think you enjoy asking for it. It's not long enough to go around us. Yeah, what is your waist size? How, how big does your waist size have to be to the point where you ask for a seatbelt extension? I mean, that itself is a gigantic red flag on your part. Like, the, like that seatbelt is long enough for a normal-sized human. And if you have to ask for a seatbelt extender, then maybe you should take into the fact that maybe you are not built the way a human is supposed to be. Maybe you have gone the, a little too extreme, perhaps. So maybe down the back. Do you think we like having the arms of the seats dig into our sides for hour-long flights? Yeah. <laughs> no, nobody likes it. Like I mentioned earlier, I got broad shoulders, and you know I don't like you know I don't like when the arms of the seats or the arms of other people just like you know just elbow me in the ribs. It's not you know flying. It comes at a cost. Yeah, it's a very convenient and quick way to travel. But unfortunately, you know, like if they're digging into your sides, then maybe you should do something about it. As uncomfortable as you, a non-fat person, might feel sitting on an airplane. And as uncomfortable as you, as a non-fat person, sitting on an airplane next to a fat person might feel, I'd like you to try to extend your empathy. Uh, no. No, I don't think I will. Because empathy to me is like emotional sugar. All right, like, do you want me to feel bad for you? Fine, I will feel bad for you. Not because you're fat, but because you are, like, you are entrenched in self-pity. Like this, like, this whole thing is just, oh, poor me. 
poor me. Society isn't building its conveniences around me. Only because like, I like creamy goody yum yums and yet it comes at a cost. Poor me. That's why that that's the extent of the empathy I'm gonna give you. But you know, if you want truth, truth is like vegetables. You might not always like it, but it is necessary. And consider what it must be like for the actual fat person flying because they have to. Uh yeah, okay. I what did I just say? Um, if you if all this stuff is happening to you as an overweight person on the airplane and it keeps happening it and it keeps happening to you maybe you have some personal choices you got to make maybe you have some life changes you have to make because the airline is not going to bend the knee on your behalf because we all occasionally have to fly now the person who left this comment doesn't have empathy, at least not for fat people. All right, so if you're listening to this on the podcast, uh, there's a comment on this video which says, y'all love taking up space on planes and making everyone else feel uncomfortable just because you can't take care of yourselves. Yeah, I mean, well, so what's the problem? <laughs> Seems like you're spitting straight facts here. But I would encourage you to stop and consider when you get on an airplane and you see a fat person, instead of getting mad at the fat person for taking up so much room on the plane, maybe get angry at the people who designed the plane that way. Was that supposed to be some sort of gotcha point? Um, no. <laughs> dude, if I'm, dude, if I sit in my seat, if I'm sitting in my seat and I'm waiting for everybody else to board the plane, and somebody who's built like a bag of soup decides to sit right next to me, dude, I'm gonna be wildly pissed off because if your personal, if the results of your personal choices are literally spilling out onto me, I'm gonna have a bad time. I'm not gonna blame the airline, all right? The airline didn't make you eat those cookies. The airline did not make you eat cheesecake for breakfast, okay? You did this, in fact, let me, let me use uh, this guy's uh, own uh, logic against him. How about instead of being a uh, overweight person, how about a massively sweaty person? Like, how about this? Let's say I ran five miles and I boarded the airline five minutes, five minutes ago. Like, I am drenched in sweat. I am a big sweaty mess, but I am not overweight. I sit next down to you and... My sweat and my massively, <laughs> my BO, also I'm wearing a tank top and no deodorant. So you're, you're getting me full force, baby. You're getting a tidal wave of Italian BO. And yeah, check out those armpits. Yeah, oh, oh, oh. It's almost like Freddie Mercury. Anyway, are you going to be mad at the airline because the ventilation system isn't good enough? Or are you going to be mad at me because I decided to <laughs> run, run a 5K before boarding a plane where I'll be surrounded by other civilians who did not ask for this. Like, you can be mad at me, you can be mad at the airline. Notice how he deflected personal responsibility there. Like, uh, let, let's rewind that. Let's, let's do a little play-by-play. -play. Instead of getting mad at the fat person for taking up so much room on the plane. See that? So, he wants you to reconsider the reason why you're upset which is the real reason why you're upset. He wants to deflect and redirect your anger or 
frustration off of him and onto the airline, which had nothing to do with this at all. Maybe get angry at the people who designed the plane that way. I think, um, I think the plane was designed to seat average human-sized people. So if, if, some, if an overweight person sits next to me, I'm going to deal with it, but I'm not going to like it. And like, like, oh, you shouldn't say that. Well, reimagine it for yourself. Every, everybody is righteous until it happens to them. You know, like you could be, you're, everybody's an ally until somebody's obliques are literally spilling onto the side of your face. It's like, I, so, so notice that, notice how he wants to redirect your outrage away from its intended target. Instead, redirected at the airlines because apparently it's not his fault he's fat. And after looking and listen, listening to this guy, can you just, you know how you sometimes meet, encounter somebody and can't help but think, this guy grew up with a father. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm a dick, but you know, can come on, that was funny. All right, so this next one is another airline-related video. So this lady is visibly much larger than the previous gentleman. This lady, um, let me put it this way. This lady looks like she has a CPAP machine for when she's awake. Travel might look a little different for us plus size folks. Okay, so there's a so this video shows her literally taking up two seats, just like you know, somewhat related to the last video. And yeah, so let's see what she has to say about all this. But it's still possible. The airlines should do a better job accommodating us, but until then, I'll keep shouting my message from the rooftops. Okay, yeah, so she, her gut is literally maybe two inches away from the seat in front of her. And that's not good. And yet she's, again, she's blaming the airline. It's the airline's fault why she's so uncomfortable. Wow. Like, what, what, you, the airline should do a better job accommodating. What do you want them to do? Throw you in the cargo hold? There's plenty of room down there. No, no, the, the airlines aren't going to do jack shit for you unless you want to, you know, pay up for that first class ticket. You guys sit in coach in two and a half seats. All right, that's entirely on you. So I'm not going to ask the airline for something that's my problem. All right, I did like you did this to you. All right, <laughs> it's like you had you drank maple syrup this morning. She'll keep shouting her message from the rooftops. I imagine she'll be taking the elevator to do that. But even still, elevators have weight limits. Oh, dude, like what? I mean, what do you want them to do? What do you expect them to do? Like, do you want them to just instead of like having regular size seats for regular size people, you want them to just install a bunch of sofas? Fine, but you're gonna be paying through the nose for that. Like, just because you have a larger gravitational pull doesn't mean the world revolves around you, okay? All right, so we have one more. This next one is. I uh, so this is gonna be a duet. This is gonna be two people, and the star of this video is just like an onslaught of text, and the dude behind it, uh, yeah, it's just a there's a lot going on. So hopefully, his his thoughts are a little bit more organized. Let me put it that way. You cannot be um, anti-capitalist, especially like um, you know any of the anarcho varieties if you are for fat acceptance and this 
Uh, wait, what? Hang on. There was a lot going on in that entire statement. You cannot be anti-capitalist and pro-fat. What? Just based off that sentence alone, I'm like, guy, let's never be friends. <laughs> it's like that just gatekeeping and that level of like, what? Like, that's where your brain is? That's what goes, you you thought of that and you posted that online? All right, and now, so you heard my response to that. Now, this other, this other young lady, she has a response to that. So let's see what she has to say. Your entire argument assumes that all people in bigger bodies or fat people eat fast food, and that is the reason they're fat. Well, generally speaking, yes. I mean, if you ever watched that uh, documentary, Super Size Me, um, the dude eats McDonald's every day for a month and you can see the drastic just just plummet of his health and well-being and that's just a month imagine a lifetime now that's no that doesn't necessarily mean that all fat people are the result of fast food although I believe that it is a major contributor but you know that can also deal with you know how you're raised and like whatever food you are whatever your family cooks for you, whatever you eat on a regular basis. So, yeah, if you're going to have, like, you know, fatty foods or cheese or or just plenty of carbs and no lean meat, no veggies, then, yeah, your body's going to reflect that. So, moving on. Statistically speaking, that's not the case. Okay, uh, what is it? Like, I think according to the CDC about... A little over 40% of Americans are overweight. So I quoted my findings where your statistics are coming from. Um, but also if folks are eating the food that's available to them, especially if they live in a food desert or... Uh, I have a feeling you're not going to give me your sources. And what's a food... What? A f- what? They don't have grocery stores where you live? I mean, because I'll, I'll, let me put it this way. I live in right outside, right on the outskirts of Nashville, Tennessee. And where I live, like on the strip right outside my house, there is like a long line of every fast food chain you can think of. There's McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's, Taco Bell, Chick-fil-A, Whataburger. They're all here. They're easily accessible. And right in the center of all this is a grocery store where they have vegetables, where they have chicken, where they have ground beef, where they have fish. So... Don't tell me you do not have the right on. Oh, it's be- yeah, that's the reason why you're fat. It has nothing to do. It- <sighs> yeah, you you never have the option to 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 the produce section. They're pretty much giving that shit away. I have a, I have a bad feeling about this one. How how's that phrase go? Though I wander through the shadow of darkness, I shall fear no evil. Uh Yay, I shall wander through the valley of fat acceptance, but I will fear no bullshit. <laughs> oh, let's see what she has to say. They need convenience food because they have different um, ability needs and all of that. Huh? Uh, ability needs? What, are you like an X-Men? That's not a problem. And honestly, it's none of your business. Uh, you're kind of making it everybody's business now. This video makes my blood boil. Uh, that's probably not a good thing because you look like you have high blood pressure. Truly, I would say fat folks are one of the marginalized identities that are affected 
deeply and greatly by capitalism. What? <laughs> oh, um, oh, wow. Oh. How, how do we bring politics into this? How would we... What do politics and capitalism have to do with you being fat? Like capitalism is all about choice. It's a free market, baby. You chose your path, all right? And you can choose, you can make different choices. You're not on a set path. You can make new choices, new results, you know? You gave them your money. <laughs> it's like, what, what are you trying? Oh. Oh, oh, I, I, oh, this, this just extends to the last guy, uh, just based off that statement alone. Let's not be friends. I think medical fat phobia is a great example of that. Oh, now, now we're just going down deep. Oh man. We're just going deep. Oh, medical fat phobia. All right. Yeah, dude, don't haven't doctors gone through enough over the last few years. I mean, we already, they already had to deal with people assuming they know more than them about COVID. And now they got to deal with a bunch of fat people who think they know better than them when it comes to their own health. Medical fat phobia. Oh yeah, yeah. The doctors are a bunch of schoolyard bullies. Ugh. Doctors don't deserve this. Doctors don't. They went through seven years of med school. I know a few EMTs. That's like if you if you've gone through EMT school and any kind of first aid, that stuff's like drinking like. Try to consume all that knowledge about human anatomy and how to treat it is like drinking from a fire hose. It's a lot to take in in a short amount of time. And to have somebody come along and just, eh, all that seven years of biology and medicine, well, you're a hack. <laughs> Let me fat explain you how this works. Dude, how, like that, that's like me saying, if I go to the dentist and they say, you know, you really got to floss your teeth because you're showing signs of gingivitis. I'm like, like, hey, stop, stop gum shaming me. You're, you're gum phobic. My gums are beautiful. I don't like flossing. I cannot like flossing all I want. It has, but you got to do it. It's unpleasant, but you got to do it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yo, all you doctors out there, what do you know? What, just because you, th you went to med school, you think you know more about the body than I do? In this video, you say all fat people are simps for capitalism. Uh... <sighs> wow, okay, yeah. No. Uh, what? I, I just need... I'm definitely gonna cut this part out, but... I feel like a part of my brain just needs to a moment to recover from the amount of stupid that just showed up and needs to like, you know, regrow some of those brain cells that just died after hearing that statement. All right, they're back. Let's move on. That shows me you really don't know much about the actual realities of why people may be in bigger bodies. Uh, here's a reality. It comes down to personal choice. It really comes down to the food you eat. You are what you eat. How many times do I got to say that? If you're going to eat carbs and sugar and fatty yum-yums, then you are going to look <laughs> then you are going to look like I don't know, uh, a hostess cupcake or something. How are you surprised at the outcome of this? Like you you did this to yourself, all right? I don't think Uncle Sam and capitalism were siphoning donuts down your gullet. 
against your will. All right, what else does she gotta say? Studies show our personal diet and health habits really only affect about 30% of our health outcomes. All right, so I was hoping you would at least quote your sources on this, but it is definitely way more than 30%. Is I'd say more like 80%. 80% is your diet, 20% is your workout. That's 100% right there. Math, no more, done deal. The main predictor is socioeconomic factors. No, no it's not. Yeah, if that, if that was the case, then all poor people would be fat. And that's not necessarily the case now, is it? It's just that a lot of, you know, like, I li like, like I said earlier, I live in an area which is not the most, um, how should I say this, uh, affluent. Hmm? Let me put it that way. Because again, you have instant access to every fast food chain on the planet and you are choosing to go there. You're not choosing to go to the produce section. You're not buying up all the asparagus. You're buying off the dollar menu. Yeah, like if that's the case, and why, like, huh, why isn't everybody in those po in third world countries fat either? They're they're in the lesser socioeconomic status. So what's their problem? What are they doing wrong? People are fat for so many reasons, and it's okay to not try to change your fatness. Uh. Unless you have your health at, at hand, if you're anyway concerned about your health. Uh, you guys, it's like, uh, it's like my brain cells are going round for round with like the Mike Tyson of stupid. Ugh, oh, wow. You're hearing this, you know, after I put it out. I'm listening to this in real time. I've never heard anybody work so hard at being lazy. Let me put it this way. Uh, I hope that... That just kind of sums it all up right now. Whew, wow. Oh, I need a breather after that one. Oh. Oh, man. Oh, wow. Oh, that took a lot out of me. All right. Oh, no. Oh, there's another minute of this. Oh, no. All right. I can do this. We can do it, everybody. Come on. In some cases, it's actually the best and the healthiest. Oh, no. I'll... Being fat is not the best option, is not even nowhere near the healthiest option. I'm, where is this coming from? It sounds like you try to convince yourself of this more than anybody else. That's how it sounds. Do you ever like listen to some, something like that and think, who are you trying to convince here? Because it sounds like you're, there's a lot of projecting going on here. It sounds like you're trying to convince yourself of these points more than me because you, you I'm not fooled. I'm not convinced by any of this. Uh, all right, uh, I'm gonna need like a little like break here or something. All right, we made it back. Moving on, Let's, we can do it. We can do it, everybody. Come on, we, we can do this together. And for you to try to exclude fat people from anti-capitalist spaces. Oh, oh God. Uh, uh. <coughs> <laughs> all right well one she's an op talker which is already i think uh, we've all suffered enough based off that but two uh anti oh so we're again we're bringing politics into this how how, how did we get here seriously how the f did we get here we're talking about basic health and you're playing it on capitalism what that's like me 
arguing over the cost of tattoos based off the electoral college. This makes no sense at all. But what do you expect? I mean, who, oh, dude, I should, I should have known better. I should have known better to have standards. It's fatphobic, it's ableist, it's disgusting. If anything, we're all gonna feel a lot better about ourselves once this is over. And I want, actually, this is, a, this is something I wanted to bring up. When I, I remember when I was a kid, um, I took CCD, which is Catholic Catechism, and uh, we learned how the world uh, deals with hunger. We sat in an auditorium, say there's 100 kids in an auditorium, and they take eight kids, put them um, on, the, on the stage, and they have this table with this gigantic, bountiful feast, like a Thanksgiving bounty of food. That is the United States. That is like pretty much every first world country. That is, so we have all this food at our disposal. We are so lucky to be here. And then you take, I'd say about 25 kids and then you give them like a plate of food. So like rice, beans, chicken, and like asparagus or broccoli or something. Just like very, very basic plate of food. So you go from a gigantic bountiful feast and now the second world countries have a plate of food. So they have not nearly as much, but enough for them to get through the day. Then you take the rest of the kids, which is at least what, like what, 60, 60 something kids, two thirds of the world population only gets a bowl of rice a day. That is what they eat. Like us in the United States, we never have to worry about food ever. And yet for, and these are your problems. This is, this is where you're upset. This is where your outrage lies. Dude, most of the world is star dude, most of the world is starving. And this is the bull we got put up with? God damn, fuck these people. And honestly, I think you have a lot of self-reflection before yourself should even be in those spaces. Oh, oh self-reflection. Huh. Oh, if we're talking self-reflection, lead by example, darling. And for you, you're gonna need a full-size mirror. No, I'm gonna take a step further. You don't need a full-size mirror, you need a damn fun house of mirrors oh so you can see yourself from every angle because th there is just a level of delusion and selfishness and narcissism in this entire video oh my god oh i didn't think it could be this bad but oh Whew. i think i've made my point fat bodies have been around since the beginning of time yeah, and they didn't usually last long unless they had fit, skinny people to take care of them, protect them from predators and outside uh, enemies and such. Indigenous bodies of all over, all over Turtle Island and all over the world. What? I, oh my god. Oh. Alright, this this has gone way beyond the level. This is like, you know, try and pander and press levels of stupid. Like, Turtle Island, you're, you're really you're slipping that gem in. Like, for those of you who don't know, like, let, let me woke explain for you. Turtle Island is what Native Americans would call North America before Europeans came here. And you're just going to whip out that gem to out-woke this other guy? Yeah, yeah, that's in your regular vernacular. No, you're not out to impress anybody, out-woke anybody. You're just, you're just, yeah, you're just, you're just a beacon of light and truth, darling. Let's never be friends. Um have been bigger sizes and all different sizes it's not new it's not um a result of capitalism 
No, it's just a result of personal choices and inactivity. You know, I mean, hell, you see my cat back there. You know, he, all he does is eat and sleep. I try to keep him active, but, you know, he is a cat. There's only so much I can do as a human. And at the end of the day, don't you want as many people fighting against capitalism as you can? Like, you're just going to exclude people because they're simps for capitalism because you think all fat people eat fast food all the time? Okay. Whew. Oh, 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 oh. Wow. All right, I'm gonna need a recovery period for that one. Oh, like how, again? How are we bringing how how is capitalism and fat people linked? I don't get it. I mean, I know I'm not the sharpest knife in the crayon box, but oh, dude, I wow. Ugh. Anywho, well, I feel a lot better about myself and my, and my situation. Hope you guys all feel that way too. Uh, thank you once again for listening to this podcast. This is Hot Takes and Protein Shakes. Please like, follow, subscribe, do all that basic stuff to make the algorithm my whore. And if you want, once again, follow me on social. You can find me on TikTok at Tony Tell Jokes and on Instagram at Tony Tell Joke for more content from myself as well as upcoming dates where I might be performing at a venue near you. So in the meantime, I will see you next time.